Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night. One hour from now, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. We'll dive into the wild card games. Who's the best matchup for the Eagles in the divisional round? Who's the worst? As we know, there's four possible matchups. Seattle, the Giants, Dallas and uh, and Tampa Bay, they'll play the Monday night game. So we'll talk to Brad coming up. And what's the level of concern with this Eagles team heading into the postseason? The whole momentum thing, I, I mentioned last night, I, I really don't think momentum is actually a thing heading to the postseason. We make it up. We say it when it makes us feel good about teams, or we say it when we don't want a team to do well. Moment, You go back to the last 10 or 12 years, even beyond that, the, the amount of teams that went on a run without playing great in their last four or five games, it's pretty much equal to the teams that did the opposite. I mean, there really is no such thing as like, oh, you have to be hot heading to the postseason. I don't buy it. But here's what I, I do buy. Jalen Hurts' shoulder is not where it needs to be to win a playoff game. Will it be in two weeks? I hope. I mean, I'm crossing my fingers like like everyone out there. I'm, I'm hoping Jalen Hurts is going to be close to the physical – I mean, specimen in terms of on the field that we we watched all season, where he did everything. I mean, he could he could do whatever he needed to do to win a football game. This past Sunday against the Giants, he he did enough to lead them to one touchdown drive against the Giants backups. That's the reality, and it's because physically they didn't ask him to do it. I don't think they wanted him to do it. I hope he can because I am worried about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Are you worried about Jalen Hurts? We'll get to the phones here in a second. First though. Jeff Lurie, he gave the locker room speech after the game. How about this? I mean, I, I didn't know this. This was kind of a, a little surprise. Listen to this. The Eagles actually set the goal before the season as the number one. See, that's kind of bold. Here's Jeff Lurie in the locker room after the game. Don't ever take it for granted. Number one seed, home field advantage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we can be so much better. It's unbelievable. So before the season started, we had a meeting maybe five, six days before the first game. And I think it was in my office, and we had Nick Sirianni, his coaches, and we said, you know what? We only have one goal for the regular season. One goal. And the only goal was to be the number one seed, and of course, win the division, but be the number one seed. That's the big advantage. And you guys, everyone in this room, don't ever take it for granted. It was your work, your grinding from June, August, September, game by game, practice by practice, you established the standard. Number one seed, we got two weeks of work to do, practice by practice, same friggin' approach, and chance to play our best ball when it counts the most. This game ball, without question, goes to Coach Nick Sirianni. And they go crazy for Sirianni there as he gets the game ball. I, I Actually, that's kind of cool that, that the goal was the number one seed. Usually you don't hear teams talk like that. Like, you know, I would imagine established, really good playoff teams, like the Patriots over the years, right? You know, with, with Belichick and Brady. I'd imagine goals before the season probably included something to the effect of home field advantage in the playoffs. So I think that was kind of a bold goal for them. I mean, I, I would, if you would ask me, guess their goal internally before the season. I would have guessed win the NFC East. Actually, I thought that's what he was going to say because they obviously clinched the East and the one seed on the same day. I'm actually a little bit surprised as a coaching staff with the ownership group or the owner. They were talking before the season about the one seed. That feels big. It's almost like skipping a step. Yeah. Right? You, you go from making the playoffs as a wildcard team to winning the division. And then if next year Jalen Hurts came back as the established starter coming off uh, you know, Pro Bowl year or whatever 
you expected from him this year, then I could see that happening, right? We have a franchise quarterback. We have things in place. We have a well-oiled machine. So, yeah, go basically from fringe playoff team to number one seed in the NFC, especially when we consider how loaded we thought the NFC was back in September before the Buccaneers fell off a cliff and the uh, Packers fell off and a the cliff Rams. and the Rams fell off a cliff. I think a lot of people would have laughed at them and, and said that's nuts. Yeah, it's probably best that they kept those goals to themselves until they accomplished them. Because if they yeah, if they if they had ran out there in the summer, you know, put a microphone in one of those in front of one of those guys, what's the goal for this season? Oh, to be the number one seed in the NFC, they would have been laughed at. I mean, they would have been, but they accomplished it. Uh, it just, I mean, really, it's kind of been lost the last couple of days, is because our minds so much on the present, our minds so much on the playoffs on what they're going to do, on if we're worried, concerned. That we, I think we failed a little bit to appreciate just how good this team has been. 14-3, and three, the number one seed, remarkable regular season. 215-592-9494. Are you worried about Jalen Hurts? Ethan is in Easton. Ethan's up on WIP. Hey, Ethan. Hey, how you doing? Good, Ethan. What's on your mind tonight? What are you thinking? All right, so I wanted to ask you first, what's the, what's the primary reason why um, you're worried about uh, Jalen and his shoulder? Because I didn't see him at one moment on Sunday play like he normally does. So I am concerned he can't and won't and is not going to be ready to do it in two weeks. Now, you know, we did see him throw the ball. He did really good. I'm not going to say that he played exactly how he played. But would it not make sense for Nick Sirianni to, you know, not do QB sneaks and not run the ball and take that chance with the playoffs coming up, regardless if he is not fully healed or is fully healed? To, I mean, to, my, Ethan, total, before you go on, totally. I mean, I'm not critiquing the, the the plan, right? I think it was it was smart. It was prudent. I mean, I I didn't need them to go out there and 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 play him like normal just to make me feel better. But I, I'll give you an example. Like when I was in college, I broke my ankle. I, I had an ankle injury. I broke it, and and I it healed. But like I didn't fully trust it until I went out there and like ran around, like actually did something on it. And it took me a while to feel like, all right, I, I I'm back now. And, like, I watch Hurts, and until I see him play like normal, I'm just going to have that worry in the back of my mind, like, can, can he do it? Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, you know, I would say the Eagles are a smart team. Sometimes, you know, we do have some questionable things. You know, I am a diehard Eagles fan. But especially with the playoffs coming up and with just coming off of an injury, I mean, even with PT, he, I'm pretty sure he's still good. Like, you know, during the playoffs, if there is time that, you know, they're going to need to use him, I guarantee Nick Sirianni is going to make those calls and say, Jalen, run the ball. Jalen, do a QB sneak, do this type of stuff, you know? But for just a regular game, like, against the Giants, like, is there really is typically no reason for him to do those type of things. So I'm not necessarily worried about it, and I don't really think other people should be worried about it. But, I mean, I guess no one can really tell until the playoffs do come, so... Well, and that, Ethan, that's it. I mean, and I appreciate your call. And you're right. I mean, the Eagles are smart. I mean, I think they did the right thing. Like once he was deemed okay enough to play, once they decided to play him on Sunday, the right thing was how they played it to not put him in harm's way. And obviously, there was some communication there between him and them. I mean, there's there's no question that they sat him down. Whether it was it was him and the, and the trainers, him and, and and Sirianni, or however they communicated it all. And said, let's be really smart here. Like, let's design the game plan smartly. Let's get the ball out of your hands. And, you know, do not take a hit for no reason, right? Do, do not put yourself out there because we could win this game. If we just play a, a C-minus vanilla game, we, we're going to win. Like, that that's the reality of the game we're going to play. We don't need you to be Superman in this game. And, and to his credit and to theirs, they didn't force that. 
they they didn't go out there and, and put him in harm's way, and he didn't put himself in harm's way. But but the the reality is this: he didn't do anything on Sunday that makes you feel like all right, he's fine. Not not not, not nothing. I mean, the one thing he did, I thought at a higher level than than we. The one thing I was impressed at, I'll just put it that way, was he threw the ball with with pretty good accuracy, and I didn't feel like his arm prohibited any throw he tried to make. I, I didn't feel like that. I mean, did he throw everyone perfectly? No. But I didn't feel like, uh-oh, he can't make that throw, or he, he kind of hesitated on that throw. I didn't feel like that. And I thought the ball coming out of his hand, now most of it was short, but I thought he threw the ball, like, and just look at the spin and the way, he, I, it looked like normal. But he also did that when he hurt his shoulder in Chicago. You know, like obviously throwing the ball the way he normally throws it, th- this is not truly affecting that because we've seen him play twice now post-injury in Chicago in the second half of that game and Sunday. I haven't noticed anything about his throwing motion, the way the ball comes out of his hand, the spin, the, the velocity. I haven't really noticed anything appreciably different. I don't think this injury is affecting how he throws the football. I think it affected how they played the game. Tucker, I haven't noticed anyone with the way he's thrown in either game since he hurt his shoulder. Like he can't make the throw or it hurts the throw. I, I don't. I wonder if that's not the issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't notice anything where he threw a deep ball and it came up ten yards short. He made some poor decisions and he he played like a different quarterback. Yeah. But for the most part, what I saw from his actual shoulder, if you just went and looked strictly at his throwing motion, it didn't really look any different. It didn't, and, and, it, and that's a, that's one concern we don't have to worry about. It's the way they played. He didn't run, he, and and if he doesn't run, the offense is is very, well, it's much easier to defend. I mean, it, it just is. Like part of why they've been so good. I remember we played the clip in September. I think it was with Dan Orlovsky compared the Eagles in empty, right? And there's no backs. It's just five receivers. It's or four receivers and a tight end or whatever they do. And they, he he said it's like last year's Rams to the point where it's impossible to stop because you have his threat as a runner, plus all the options of the passing game, it's like, what do you do? Or the read options stuff. It, it's made, you know, their run game is so good, and I've said this for two years now, it's not good because Miles Sanders is a great back. I mean, please. We've tried to tell you that in the evening show for years. Miles Sanders is fine. The, the run game and Miles Sanders, to, to an, a part of it, is so good because the defender has to freeze and say, oh, Hurts have it, it's Sanders have it. If, if you take that away, like, if you just told every defense in the NFL right now, Jalen Hurts isn't running, he instantly goes from where he ranks right now as a player, you know, as a quarterback, down a bunch of pegs because it's just easier to defend this offense. I don't think this offense is – like, you watch how Kyle Shanahan schemes it up. I don't put Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen in that category. I mean, not at all. They're benefiting from having a very unique player who rose to a high level this year – that makes it impossible to defend them. It just like you have to pick your poison. So if he's not willing to run, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cowboys, or Bucks will sniff it out early, and it will be hard to move the football. He's got to be able to be himself. And I'm worried based on Sunday, he's not there. I hope he will be two weeks from now. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Are you worried about Jalen Hurts' shoulder? I am. As we head towards the playoffs, Tom is up on WFP. Hey, Tom. Yo, Joe, how you doing? Good, Tom. How are you? Fine, thank you. You know, I've been watching him since, like, his sophomore career uh, hurts. And, you know, that Sunday, when yeah, I know the exact play you're talking about, when he pulled up right before the first down mm-hmm. marker. Yep. And it was a different – it was like 
yes, the other day he was just he would get down quicker than he ever had. I, I don't know if it was a safer approach or what, but with medicine and everything for pain and 13 days, I think he'll be fine. But he, the only way that we're going to win, and I hope he makes a bunch of money and plays along well, but we need a few Super Bowls either way. The only way we're going to win, which made him an MVP candidate, is his legs, the combination. And it's just, just, like, just like you said, and I just hope the Eagles didn't peak too early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, and I hope that, you know, as a whole – the team didn't have their best football earlier in the season. You mentioned peak and health and all that because th- there was a good period there, Tom, when they didn't have any injuries, right? It, it kind of all started with some injuries in November. They lost Gardner Johnson and Goddard, and then they got some of those guys back, but they were really healthy for the first two months, and, and now they're not, obviously. Yeah, and that's football. You know, I think the secondary is going to make a big uh, difference, though, this year in the line. I think the Eagles are stronger there both the line and the secondary than they were in 17. Right now, you know, I, I think we're going to be fine. We just need to win a playoff game, and we'll have taken the next step since from last year and hopefully win another one. But right now, that's all we're, you know, concentrated on. But hopefully he's healthy because, you know, that, that, that's – He's our whole ride. Well, it's you know? everything. No, Tom, it is, and and I appreciate the phone call, Tom. He's it is. It's and it's it's to the point where he's not a normal quarterback where he could just kind of use it. Like when Peyton, remember Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl his last year. He, his arm was shot. He kind of won with his mind. I mean, they had a great defense, but he was able to win with his mind and just you know figure it out way. Jalen Hurts is not at that level. And I mean, few quarterbacks are, but he's not at that level. He could just oh, I'll just roll out there. And we saw it on Sunday. I mean, he was a compromised version of himself, doing less things. They scored one touchdown. I, I, I mean, we could we could all just excuse the game because it didn't matter and they had it in hand. They scored one touchdown against the Giants' backups. That is inherently worrisome. If this is the quarterback he's going to be in the playoffs, I don't I don't think they could win. No, and I, I said yesterday, I thought if the Giants had actually tried, if they had put out guys like Dexter Lawrence and Aziz Ojolari and you know Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley on the offense side of the ball, do you think the Eagles would have won that game? Probably not. I mean, the Eagles might have tried a little bit harder. They might not have been as flat, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but I don't know if they would have won. Like, Davis Webb looked pretty competent uh, against Jonathan Gannon's defense, and what the offense did, I know they moved the ball between the 20s pretty easily, but... The one thing that has kept them at the top of, you know, scoring rankings this year is their ability to score in the red zone. They're the number one red zone offense heading into to Sunday, and they dropped to number three based on them going one for five against the Giants. Them not being able to convert those situations into touchdowns, that's what loses you playoff games, right? Think about what the Packers did against the the 49ers. Like, their offense, and they lost to the 49ers because their special team sucked and they couldn't convert in the red zone. Well, and and what was noticeable was how much the Giants blitzed. Now, the Giants blitzed more than anyone anyway, but I, I think it was pretty clear that Jalen Hurts, I'm not even sure the right word, not that he was afraid of the pressure, but he didn't, he just wasn't interested in playing like he normally does against pressure. We, we've seen him against pressure. I think for the most part, he's handled it well this season. You look at his numbers against the blitz, against pressure. He's handled it well, whether he's run, run with his legs or he stood in there and, and, and stared down the pressure and, and made a throw down the field. He's done both this season. His numbers against pressure on Sunday were awful. He was sacked twice and under pressure. Okay, He was 3 of 9 for 42 yards with an interception. And he didn't really run away, away from it. Like 
that's it wasn't the that I, I've grown accustomed this year to Jalen Hurts when there's pressure. He either uses his legs to get away or he, he he beats it. Down the field throws to AJ Brown often. Or he runs away from pressure. He didn't do either on Sunday. And you know, these defensive coordinators, especially on these better teams, and, and next week it's gonna be Dan Quinn or Todd Bowles or Martindale again, or you know, Pete Carroll's defense with the Seahawks. You know, they they smell blood in the water. And and I, the Giants did and they obviously acted accordingly, but they just weren't playing to win. Like it didn't matter. Like they 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 did the right thing, they blitzed them more, that they, they kind of you know forced him to get the ball out of his hands very fast, but it didn't the game was never in doubt. Next week, if 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 the other team senses early in the game he's not willing to run, it's a problem. It it just it will change everything about the game next weekend, which is why like to in order for me to feel better, in order for me this fear to go away, I actually would embrace the first play of the game as a run for Jalen Hurts. It, it's so it's so weird to say because he's coming off a shoulder injury, but it would tell me he's back. He's not just back in terms of like wearing the T-shirt, the Michael Jordan T-shirt, and being on the field. That was a. What'd you think about the the Michael Jordan on back shirt? It was kind of. Uh, it felt. It felt like a big shirt for a two week absence. Yeah, like he didn't miss three months of the season, right? Like Joey Bosa missed from like week three to right. week seventeen. That'd be cool, and and I understand how big of a moment it was for him and that team to to have him back on the yeah. field, but yeah. It, I was just kind of amazed that he kind of fed into that, right? Because Jalen Hurts is a guy who doesn't talk about narrative. Jalen Hurts is a guy who doesn't listen to the media. He he refers to it as rat poison. So to show up wearing a shirt like that, it felt almost out of character for him. It did. It felt. I wonder if he had the T-shirt and was looking for the right moment. Because when do you wear an on-back T-shirt? Do you think he bought it like years ago? And when he got hurt, he was excited. Like, finally, I get to wear this shirt when I come back. That's a good question. Or did he purchase it like in the last week? This is why we need to be at press conferences. These are the questions that need These to be These are the asked. questions people need to know. Yeah, not so much like what percentage were you at? How'd you feel out there? When did you buy that T-shirt? When did you buy that? And where did you get it? How much did you pay? Was it off the rack? Was it custom made? Now, would you try to... I always wonder at press conferences, The I always think that the people who throw multiple questions... We're going we're gonna to play for you the Sirianni press conference coming up in a few minutes from today. The reporters that throw multiple questions at it once... I have noticed one thing about Nick Sirianni that most coaches don't do. He tries to answer them all. And he doubles back if he doesn't get the first one. I always thought it was a silly move to do that because you can pick and choose which one you want to do. Yeah. Nick Sirianni has been very – and, I mean, he rambles more than anyone I've ever seen, but he's very good about trying to answer every question. Yeah. um, But I do wonder if you're asking about all those T-shirt questions. I mean, the other thing is you're not sure when you're getting the mic back, right? So you want to ask – all you can at, at that period, but I have a feeling reporters will be mad if we were asking all the players about their t-shirts. Just one more, just just one more. Just uh, again, what what website did you buy that t-shirt on, and, and where did you get it? Yeah, I'm back. T-shirts or not, he was back. He played. He helped them win. He gutted it out. That Jalen Hurts, the version of Jalen Hurts we saw on Sunday, is not a version that could go win a playoff game, and, and that's something that has to change in the next couple weeks. And we've had you know a few callers that have pointed out tonight the Eagles are smart, they aren't stupid about it, and two weeks is a good amount of time for him to continue to heal. And that's all true. I mean, it, it, it is. But again, let's not forget last year. He hurt his ankle. They, they kind of reorganized the game plan down the stretch as he was coming off the ankle injury. It was effective enough. They beat some bad teams. They got in the playoffs. They got in. He played. They tried to go back to, well, he's full now, we're, and we got to win this game with the playoffs. 
and immediately he re-injured himself. I think that injury to his ankle in the playoff game last year happened pretty early, and you could see he couldn't he couldn't run and he couldn't you know plant his foot and throw and it it, it destroyed the game. I mean they they were dead. They probably weren't lost anyway, but they were dead when he got re-injured in that game, and it threw everything off. And and I am worried the same thing could happen again. And I hope I I just hope that by the time we get to a few series into the game next weekend. I'm I'm going to forget about his shoulder. Like that would be the ideal thing. He takes a couple hits. He stands in there tall against a pass rush. No worries. No problems. He runs, and it's like, oh, he's just playing like he did all year. I'm not even talking about the effectiveness. I just mean the style because I think the style will tell us everything about where Jalen Hurts is as a player. And I also think when you watch how the defense plays him on Sun next weekend, they're going to tell us. Like if if they're playing. Like they're they're conscious of him running the football. That means he has shown them, and they believe he's fully healthy. And and he's you know he's it's all systems go. If they're not worried about him running, that means he's they know and and they had a feeling he's not going to run because that was the Giants on Sunday. They they obviously realized fast. All right, well he's taking it easy today. They're being smart about this. He's not going to run. Let's just blitz him. What is he going to do? Stand in there and take a hit? Oh, no. Is he going to run? No. Well, he's just going to throw the ball into the ground a few times or or throw it out of bounds because he doesn't want to take a hit. It was, I thought it was too, almost too easy for the Giants on defense on Sunday. The Eagles made it easy. It was by design. That has to change, though, if they're going to win a playoff game. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night. I'm worried about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. It's obviously not fully back. It was good enough. As he said on Sunday to play, but the good enough to beat the Giants and their backups is not even close to the same as good enough to go, you know, win a division round playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys or win a division round playoff game against Tampa Bay Bucks. It has to be different coming up in a couple weeks. And I didn't see anything other than their doctors saying, okay, he could play. Like that's the only silver lining. Like they, they I don't think they allow him to play in the game if it was so bad. But how much better will it get in the next two weeks? I don't know. Are you worried about Jalen Hurts' shoulder? I am. 215-592-9494. It's how you get aboard. We'll come back, your phone calls, and we'll play for you today's Nick Sirianni press conference. First one of the week as we get set for the Eagles into their bye week and the NFL postseason to begin. You hear from Nick Sirianni next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.